How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by Established Titles and Ghostbed. We're actually not currently sitting inside of my my, my good old studio. We're, we're in a closet. Yes, it is Thanksgiving coming up. So everybody here in America, I do love you guys for, for, for tuning in. Hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. And today is a big day because the Russians actually deemed a terrorist state just as we thought it was going to happen. It was confirmed now by European Parliament. As we know, the Russian... Well, they have the history of using acts of terror against civilian population inside of Ukraine. It's also somewhat like ironic because the ones on Russian state TV are trying to figure out how this could be possible. How are we a Russian state? Are we, are we a, a, a terrorist state? How is that a thing? I'm just going to point it out here in a minute, but I think one of the ones you probably should take note of is uh, Wagner. We also didn't need European Parliament to tell us that the Russians were a terrorist state because I think we've all known this for months. Got to give a quick shout out, by the way, to some of my VIP Patreon members. Yes, before we get too far in today's episode, thank you so much to Jeff Crace, Carl Crum, Kevin Christie, Mark Luttrell Bodum, and Nathan Bloomquist. Thank you, every single one of you over there on the Patreon side of things. It means a lot. Now, I don't want to point it out, but the obvious thing here is, I don't know, like I said a second ago, the Wagner Group, maybe the Chechnians, but that might take a, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I, I don't want to throw it out there. Now, how about working with Iran? Let's throw that one in the mix as well. политику. По сути дела, по отношению к Украине выступает. Серьезно? Ну да. Володь, ну что тут говорить? И вы не хотите человек, их долбануть ядерным оружием? Люди, которые придумывают ярлык, потом этот ярлык навешивают. А потом Нашему мы пытаемся от него, фигу, от него все до последнего. Что это за логика? Логика простая. Если у нас есть оружие, которое обеспечивает абсолютную победу, страны его не используют. Значит, вопрос, зачем мы его производили? Если мы все равно... So imagine asking, like, how are we considered a terrorist state three times in a 30 second span and then to follow it up by saying hey well you know what we have nukes so we just use them on the entire world let's just use them against everybody every single city does that make any sense like do you, how contradicting that one sentence is и что ядерное оружие не нужно, потому что самое важное, что бил прекрасный западный мир, а Россию может уничтожить. Ну давайте допроса зарубимся да разработки современных видов оружия. Но, Ядер... если, но оно если не выполняет свою функцию сдерживания. Оно выполняет свою сдерживание в отношении другого ядерного Ничего оружия. Ничего подобного. Вот Это вообще неправильный изначально подход. Функция сдерживания имеет отношение к военным действиям как таковым. Если вас втянули на условиях, которые для вас неприемлемы, НАТО с вами воюет по полной программе, используя свое превосходство в количестве определенных типов вооружения, и вы понимали, что тогда вы долбанете ядерное оружие, говорите, да, ребят, вы, конечно, с нами так воюете, а ядерное оружие, которое у нас есть, нет, мы использовать не будем. Я напомню доктрину нашу. Если речь зайдет о существовании российского государства как такового, сейчас речь зашла о существовании? Конечно. На, наша взгляд, земля... на, на данный момент нет. Минуточку, наша земля... О, oh God, I feel... I feel like a, a Russian battle is about to begin here. Well, between these two guys, it, it, if Russia actually feels like they're, they're, they're threatened by the Western states, it, it also seems very, well, very obvious that everybody inside the room surrounding that main host is getting somewhat tired of him spewing the fact that they just hit every single city with a nuke or trying to. He's like, we got to do it. We got to hit every single... No one in there really believes it. They're not be believing. They're not picking up what he's putting down. <laughs> Нет, нет, нет. Речь идет о нашей стране. Украину, да. На, нет, 
нет, извините, наша территория оккупирована. Ну, вот Володь, что это... еще? Ну как, да? Это... Где еще? Конституция Мы это наша... объявили нашей территории. Мы ее в Конституции была... приняли. Была не нашей территории. Минуточку. В Конституции что написано? По да. Конституции это наша территория или нет? Мы все объявили Конституцию. Пор, как мы их включили в состав, конечно, наша территория. Правильно. Но это было в обстановке военных действий. Ну и что? Сделано. От этого что? Конституция Сибирь меняется? Сибирь тоже мы включили нас, в обстановке военных конечно, действий. Конечно. У нас где-то есть надпись такая, что это не совсем наша территория, потому что включена в этих Но условиях. Надписи у нас нет. У нас должно Правильно. быть понимание происходящего. Да, понимаете, Брюссельевич? Хорошо. Парламентская ассамблея НАТО призвала создать специальный международный трибунал по российской агрессии и признала ее государством террористическим. Ну идиоты. Now, just from the body language alone, you could tell right there that guy does not want to agree with the main host, but feels obligated to do so just because of who he is. He's also correct when saying the land was never theirs to begin with. So striking due to their lands not being occupied is just absurd. But I told you guys, this might be one of the things they attempt to use against the world if they had nothing else. Никакого спонсора. При этом нет официального заявления, но у них на сайте это якобы вы. Соответствующую резолюцию приняли. Но то, что вот ты говоришь насчет применения ядерного оружия, ядерное оружие, когда оно появилось, оно создало условия развития международных отношений. Вот почему не возникло крупной войны? Потому что действительно между Советским Союзом мы были на грани, были Карибский кризис, да и начало 90-х годов, ой, 80-х годов тоже стояли на той же грани. Практически подходили к ней ядер, ядерного конфликта. Ядерное оружие создает только условия отсутствия большой войны. Малые войны, вот малые конфликты, которые мы сейчас ведем, прямой агрессии НАТО против нас нет. Что значит нет прямой агрессии НАТО? Войска НАТО там не воюют. А чьи там, там войска воюют? Там воюют, инструктора есть, там, а это там не безусловно, нет. люди а без нашивок и все прочее. Что, что есть во войска? всех локальных конфликтах, ну, во всех так, локальных конфликтах и... холодной и... войны, с, другой, с одной и с другой стороны, воевали... That has been any direct relation to our military branches whatsoever. We're also almost like literally, what are we, nine months deep into this thing and not a single death. So that would mean it's virtually impossible for a single NATO member to be on the ground inside of Ukraine fighting. Военные специалисты. Только они не воевали на территории тех стран. Тоже, Володя, Андрей, тоже... они не воевали на территории тех стран, которые участвовали в прокси-войне. Не было войны на территории США, не было войны на территории СССР. Была война на территории Вьетнама. А здесь, извините, война идет на нашей территории. Все боевые действия, если вы посмотрите Конституцию, как определяют сейчас наши границы, идут на территории Российской Федерации. Если даже они идут на территорию Российской Федерации, которые, кстати, этой территории стали недавно. И что это меня? Российской Федерации. Еще один... Извините, у меня прям сегодня кружок людей, а, презирающих да, Конституцию, которые считают, что, не про, не про, что это не наша территория. Говорит, за них надо бороться, чтобы это стало реальностью. Вот моя позиция. Правильно, для этой цели есть А если вы живете в зазеркале, и мне Я живу не в зазеркале. Я живу... Зазеркали это считать, что если у тебя есть лучшее в мире оружие, его не использовать, потому что вдруг это будет воспринято как нецивилизованное. Да, При не этом оружие для защиты нашей земли в соответствии с нашей доктриной. Вопрос Дальше. не в том, как... And every single person that is inside that room clearly doesn't agree or want to agree or trying to believe what is being pushed on them. Maybe this is how the majority of the civilian population inside of Russia really feels about what is going on. Maybe they don't think that this is these like their territory. Maybe this isn't Russia territory because there's still an active war going on inside 
of these territories and they haven't been fully captured. I mean, it would be better argument if they hadn't already lost two, yes, two of these areas in the last two months, with the last one being like literally a week and a half ago. А у тебя вот только молодец. второй полк сарматов только сейчас стал на дежурство. Ну, у нас есть и до сарматов, чем Поэтому уничтожили. давай, по крайней мере, вооружимся. А, вот, дождемся. Вот в 35-м году, когда у, всех про... когда у всех пройдут программы вооружения, тогда и начнем. А да? Россия будет к 35-му году? А, я думаю, что будет Россия. В каком виде? Даже думаю, думаю в более, более лучшем состоянии, нежели а она находится. А в каком находится. виде? Она она лучше, это уже официально просто какой-то национальный Без Курской, да, да, без Брянской, без Орловской. Да, какой, в каком Брянск? виде? Как НАТО сейчас планирует нас расчленить, парламентской ассамблеи, там вот террористами и все прочее. Это же ясно, что. А мы по-прежнему говорим, да прекратите, да, да все рассосется, да, да не надо, главное вот никого давайте не Давайте мы назовем спонсорами терроризма. Проблема что, в том, что, они... что от этого будет? Да много чего. Вот, например, мы вот сейчас... Вот рядом с нами встал? Володь, Вот сейчас... какие страны ОДКБ встали с нами... Вот, а вот Китай стоит с нами как скала, можно посмотреть, где? Володь, Можно а вот сказать, об этом почему? я и хочу Где? сказать. Сейчас другая вещь. Сейчас будет проходить в Варшаве Совет Министров Иностранных Дел. Вот. Лаврова, Лаврова туда пустили? Нет. Совет Министров Иностранных Дел ОБСЕ. ОБСЕ не пустили. Не пустили. Делегацию нашу туда не пустили? Нет. Нет. Но главное, что мы говорим. Не, не, мы только ни в коем случае. Мы, и... не дай бог, со ядерное оружие разместим в Никарагуа, на Кубе. А кто нам даст там разместить? А мы пытались? Пытались. Пытались. You know what? The really sad thing here is to watch... Like the whole entire room just deflate there at the end when all they realized, like right at the same time, well, we're alone. Like none of our so-called allies even want to help us out even one bit. If they were to leave Ukraine right now, today, and call it quits, the entire world will be like, you know what? Hey, what? Russia, fine, we get it. You guys do something stupid every 30 to 40 years. You're cut off from doing business with the entire planet for a certain number of years, and you have to pay X amount of money back to rebuild Ukraine. Okay, I think everybody on the planet would be okay with that. Like, they would want this war to be ended tomorrow. That is not going to happen. And you know what? You know what's better than, than that is the fact that you guys can get a, a great night's sleep. And sleeping on a mattress that's designed for your particular sleeping style can really help. That's why I'm excited to partner with Ghostbed. Ghostbed is a family-owned business that's been designing mattresses and other sleep products for more than two decades. They know sleep is personal and mattresses shopping can be overwhelming. I absolutely hate shopping in general. Ghostbed takes the guesswork out of the equation with their online mattress quiz. Answer a few questions about your lifestyle and your sleep and they'll recommend the right Ghostbed mattress for you. You'll get a 101-night sleep trial with free returns for added peace of mind and shipping is fast and free plus all ghost bed mattresses are proudly made in the United States of America. Yes, the great old US of A. For a limited time, our listeners can get 30% off ghost bed mattresses plus two free pillows or 40% off when you guys actually bundle the mattresses with their award-winning adjustable base by using promo code Rob at ghostbed.com forward slash Rob to take advantage of this offer. That's ghostbed.com forward slash Rob using promo code Rob. With Black Friday come up, you guys can get a ton of great deals at ghostbed.com. You guys can also get 30% off a ghost bed mattress plus two free luxury pillows and get their cooling weighted blanket for free when you guys actually spend $1,500 or more by using code Rob at ghostbed.com forward slash Rob to take advantage of this offer. That is ghostbed.com forward slash 
Rob. Yes, promo code Rob. And you guys know what's really ironic about deeming the Russians as a terrorist state and the fact that they're claiming that this is nonsense is the fact that in the same day, within hours of this happening, they decide to bombard Ukraine with more rockets hitting civilian targets. They shot 70 cruise missiles into Ukraine today, along with an unknown number of kamikaze drones. 51 of the cruise missiles were shot down and five kamikaze drones were also shot down. They hit an area outside of Kupiansk this morning that was a residential building complex, a hospital, a high school, or I say a high school, a school, and as a result, two civilians were killed. They also hit a maternity ward inside of Zaporizhia last night, where a newborn was killed. A very large portion of Ukraine, like currently right now, all the civilian population is without power due to the strikes against Ukrainian critical infrastructure. That right there is a clear definition of terrorist acts being committed, okay? You know, honestly, maybe I was wrong earlier when I stated that it could be possible that the rest of the Russian civilian population thinks the same way as the people that were surrounding the main host. So what I got from the video is, for one, Russians need to make more uh, time to go see a dentist other than everything, 30 years or so. And number two, my God, there's some crazies out there. Also, the guy that's wearing a Batman shirt at the end, nothing screams, I hate Western culture, like wearing one of our biggest symbols ever. Okay, walking around wearing Batman, for God's sakes. May as well be wearing an American flag. So as you guys do know, established titles is a fun and novel way to preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while helping global reforestation efforts. It's a project based on historic goddess customs where landowners are referred to as lords, ladies, and lairds in English. I'm a lord. I'm Lord Robert Turkla. My wife, she has to call me Lord Robert Turkla. When she comes home, she says, Lord, where are you at? I'm like, hey, baby, what's... It's because I have one of these titles. And you guys can get one as well. You guys can also get one square foot of dedicated land with a unique clock number on a private estate in Edelston, Scotland, and an official certificate with a crest. Yes, I didn't bring mine because it's up on the wall and I'm traveling. But they also plant a, a tree with every order and work with global charities, One Tree Planted and Tree for the Future to support the global reforestation efforts. And you could officially include the title Lord and or Lady on your credit card 
plane tickets, dating profiles, and it makes a great last minute gift. The first 200 people that purchase a title pack using my link will effectively be next to my plot within a few minutes walking distance. Depending on how many of y'all, we can build our own little kingdom. Established Titles is running a massive early Black Friday sale just for you guys. Use code TRUTH to get an additional 10% off. That means you guys got to go to establishedtitles.com forward slash truth to get your gifts right now and help support the channel. Save an additional 10% off by using TRUTH at establishedtitles.com forward slash truth to get your gifts. Make your name Lord. Well, whatever it is. Mine's Lord Robert you know, that's entirely what I expect of the Russians to think when it comes to how they should be treating any Ukrainian prisoner. I also don't know who is capturing these videos, but they are golden and need to continue this effort for the rest of the time. This war is going on. And afterwards, I cannot wait to hear the people on Russian state TV, how they think and what they say after they lose the war inside of Ukraine. And most of Ukraine, by the way, is covered in snow, making large-scale operations fairly difficult to complete or even actually attempt, to be honest with you guys. We are seeing the Russians attempting more and more small-scale sites, like attacks on the outskirts of certain cities, one being Bakhmut, which I clearly don't understand what they're doing right now. My buddy has been on the podcast here recently. You guys know of him. Uh, you guys have seen him. He's coming back to hang out with his kids. He told me to make it known that the Ukrainians on the, the Kyrgyzstan, that Southern Kyrgyzstan line, okay, he believes that they're going to do everything inside, everything inside of their power to make it across the river during the winter month. He's, I think it could work out for the Ukrainians, by the way, depending, I guess, depending on which way you look at it. The Russians will not be able to maneuver heavy equipment very quick to respond to the Ukrainians if they do do something. But that is one way to look at it. I think it actually, I think it could be a thing. So we're going to switch over to some mapping here for you guys. Okay, so we're going to be using blue. So Kupiansk right now, this is the area that was hit this morning where the, the civilians were killed. There hasn't been many much change on the northern part of the country other than there was a recon element by the Russians that were sent out. They were caught off guard, pushed back. I really don't know what can be done on the northern regions right now without taking that main road as the conditions were. So the main road I'm talking about is right through here and then also continues south to Kremina. So between Kupiansk and Sivitov, that main route is halfway controlled by the Ukrainians and south of that is 100% all Russians. Now down outside of Bakhmut, so we're going to scroll south. Right through here, the Russians have been attempting a few different things. On the southern portion of the city, nothing. They cannot get through. This whole area, they've been struggling. They tried to push through on this northern, northeast side and try to get around, try to squirt through. That didn't pan out. They got pushed back. They've been trying right through here as well over the last 24 hours, three different attempts. They didn't work. They're applying a lot of pressure in this area, but every single one is being pushed back. They have not gained access to these hills. All these hills, these little bread-looking areas, all those are the main hills. The Russians have not controlled a single bit of these hills this entire war. The Ukrainians have, which I don't think that's going to change unless the Russians find a way through their defensive lines. Now shifting all the way over here to Kyrgyzstan, we got Zaporizhia. This is the area where the maternity war was hit just like a few hours ago. Now down here, this area, the, the Russians have actually had one of their S-300 complexes taken out outside of Polohoy by the Ukrainians. The Russians also have continued their shelling of urban targets around the outer edges of Kyrgyzstan. So all through here, but they have not hit the center of Kyrgyzstan right now. They've been targeting all the small villages and uh, civilian hill areas all along there. The Ukrainians, by the way, have spotted the Russians starting to conduct defensive positions all along the main M14 route. So the M14 route that goes between Kokosha and Melitopol. Here's, here's Melitopol. Here's Kokosha right here. All along here. Okay. That main route is now set up with defensive positions all through here. 
okay, on either side, which is kind of crazy because we haven't seen this entire war. Ukrainians have also continued to target Russians deep behind the front lines, multiple larger cities, including multiple, uh, where they took out roughly 30 soldiers. Um, all these are casualty, by the way. They targeted another one in Vassel. They took out another 40 there. And then they took them again inside of uh, Velki Kopani, which they took out 40, 40s Russians there as well. So they are targeting them. They are softening them up. They're still going after all the logistical routes leading into these areas with the railways being the number one target. They're softening up the Russians for the next assault, which I'm telling you right now, the Russians are heating the warning sides this time by trying to conduct these or construct these defensive positions all along those main routes. So I hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll see you guys after that.